It's Friday, August 5th. I'm Pam Jones. More than $14 million in ARPA funds will go toward an initiative to help clean up Baltimore neighborhoods. Baltimore County school officials are hoping a new app will help ease the chaos created by the continuing school bus driver shortage. Parents have been notified that the free meal program in Baltimore County Public Schools is ending. A summer youth initiative is giving some inner city students a taste of the aviation field. And a plan by the U.S. Naval Academy for a golf course across the Severn River is drawing a criticism from some environmentalists. It's the Daily Dose from WIPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Governor Larry Hogan says the state is coordinating with local jurisdictions after severe storms caused widespread damage on Thursday. Baltimore City and neighboring counties were hard hit with flooding, down trees and power outages. The governor says Somerset County has reported that a water spout came ashore as a tornado hit, causing significant damage on Smith Island. Hogan says the state stands ready to assist in the local response. Baltimore County public school parents have been notified that the free meal program is ending. The district and the U.S. Department of Agriculture offered free breakfast and lunch during the pandemic over the last two years. But Congress has failed to extend the program, so the free meals will end. The district says parents should complete a free and reduced meal application online as soon as possible in order to be eligible for meals. Parents are also being encouraged to add money to their child's school accounts to cover the cost for meals, snacks, and beverages. The Maryland State Health Department says the number of new COVID cases in the last 24 hours stands at 1,720, with the positivity rate still above 12 percent. More than 600 people remain hospitalized. The Board of Estimates allocated $14.7 million in American Rescue Plan Act funding Wednesday to hire Baltimore residents to clean their neighborhoods as part of the Clean Crew Initiative. WIPR's Bethany Raja reports. The program provides 15 neighborhoods about $340,000 a year for the next two years. Chris Ryer, director of Baltimore City's planning department, said neighborhoods that participate in the program will become an asset instead of a liability. They'll get to manage their own destiny in their own neighborhood, and, and they'll be able to take the initiative they want to take um, to do that. Department of Public Works Director Jason Mitchell said the program is about more than just cleaning. It's not just going out and cleaning, it's doing that with community and building community and building that community partnership Mitchell said this is one program of many to come in keeping communities healthy and clean. Bethany Raja, WYPR News. Baltimore police have made an arrest in the carjacking hit and run of an Amazon delivery driver in Wyman Park. City Councilwoman Odette Ramos held a meeting last night in her district to address the citywide carjacking problem and said there will be additional patrols in the area.
Baltimore County school officials say they are working to have enough bus drivers when classes begin in less than a month. During the last school year, there were daily reports of buses running late, leaving students stranded and parents scrambling. WIPR's John Lee says the school system also hopes to have in place an app that will allow some parents, students and staff to track the whereabouts of buses. A major gripe county officials have heard from parents was that the school system was lousy last year about notifying them about late buses. So the school system says it's piloting an Uber-like app. It would allow buses to be tracked. Deputy Superintendent Miriam Yarbrough told the county council that they've been trying it out on 45 routes this summer. The plan is to expand that to 145 routes this fall. That's roughly 20 percent of the school system's bus routes. That's when we're going to bring in the parents and the students in those 145 routes. We're first going to train them, have them sign up, um, you know, tell them what they're looking for, and then we're going to get feedback from them for a sustained period of time, make sure that all the technical aspects work so then we can broaden it to the whole system. Union leaders for principals, teachers, and bus drivers say they haven't been told much about the coming bus app. The school system denied WIPR's request for an interview and to see the pilot app program. School systems across the country are setting up school bus apps. Calvert County has one called Here Comes the Bus. A promotional video on its website tells the tale of Susie, who used to have to wait at the bus stop through cold rain and snow. Now Susie arrives at the bus stop at just the right time, every time. Tracy Chapelier thomas works for the Calvert County Schools and also has a second grader. If I'm in the house or I'm coming home from work and I'm trying to figure out, you know, am I going to be there on time or what time do I have to walk out to the bus stop? I've absolutely loved, you know, being able to connect in real time through the app. But an app will not solve the problem of chronically late school buses. County Executive Johnny Oshevsky says it happened to his daughter several times last year as she waited for the bus to take her to kindergarten. It was a no-show. And that's very problematic for, for any parent in any family, uh, particularly for young students. The school system says it's taking steps to deal with not having enough bus drivers, which is a nationwide problem. They've held more than two dozen recruitment drives. They're offering drivers $2 more an hour and the flexibility to work just a morning or afternoon shift rather than having to do both. Deputy Superintendent Yarbrough says they're also reaching out to recent retirees. Where we are asking them to come on back, we need them, increase compensation as well as increase flexibility. Yarbrough says they're trying to fill 90 vacancies. Oshevsky says he's more confident now than he was the last school year that the school system is grappling with its late bus problems. It's one of the most um, fundamental things that we need to do for our kids, and having that run smoothly and effectively is something that parents should expect us to do and we should expect our school system to deliver on. Republican Councilman David Mark says he, too, expects to see improvements, but is concerned a lack of discipline on school buses will cause drivers to get fed up and quit and for others to not apply at all. There's just a sense that we don't have strong discipline policies in place. And if we don't, that's going to be a disincentive for people to join that pool of, of drivers. School officials say they are putting bus discipline procedures in place for the fall. John Lee, WIPR News.
students from Baltimore City Schools have been learning about careers in aviation and transportation through a summer youth initiative. And yesterday, they prepared for takeoff from Martin State Airport in Middle River. WYPR's education reporter, Shakana Collier, has that story. The BWI Thurgood Marshall Airport Summer Youth Initiative is a partnership between Baltimore City's Recreation and Parks Department and the Maryland Aviation Administration. Executive Director Ricky Smith said the program was created in 2015 after the murder of Freddie Gray and the unrest that followed in Baltimore City. Smith expressed that he wanted to create a positive experience for kids across the city. We thought at the airport that it would be beneficial if we could do something to kind of expose kids to a different environment. The six-year-old program has hosted over 50 students from Baltimore City each year. The program returned this summer after two years off due to the pandemic. For some students, like 12-year-old Adriel Jennings, it was their first time flying. It was my first time. Um, I was pretty worried at first, but then uh, it wasn't too bad. Fellow student Christian Baton was blown away by the plane ride. It was amazing. I felt above all of my problems. And now I'm back. Baton said the program has encouraged him to consider a career in aviation. Zayden Warrior, another participant, said he plans to think about aviation as a career if the NBA doesn't work out. Sabrina Davis is an executive assistant at the Maryland Aviation Administration. She said this is her first year working with the program and that she had fun with the kids over the past week. I love kids. It offers them a really great opportunity to come, you know, hear things about careers in aviation and experience things they probably never would have before outside of the program. A counselor from Baltimore City's Department of Recreation and Parks, Tyresha McClenney, echoed Davis's sentiment. To see the joy on the kids' faces, some of these kids have even been inside of a airport. So just to be able to see that and then learning and being able to actually go up in a flight is amazing. And just being a part of that experience has been fulfilling for me. While the plane ride was the highlight for many students this week, they also learned about a variety of careers within transportation and aviation. Students met with the BWI Airport Fire and Rescue Department, operations and maintenance employees, airline workers, TSA personnel, and airport law enforcement. They also went to the Community College of Baltimore County to learn about their aviation technology program and use a flight simulator. 12-year-old Michaela Kistler was fascinated with the time she spent at the fire department. Learning how they extinguish fires was her favorite part of the week. The reason why I love the fire truck is because they put a fire on and then like the fire trucks came and like put it out. But the fire won that fight, so it took them a little while to, you know, put it out. Kistler said the program has inspired her to think about a career as a firefighter or pilot. Executive Director Smith wants students to have experiences that he did not have during his childhood. As a kid who also grew up in Baltimore City, I had never visited an airport, certainly had never flown until I was an adult. Uh, just the idea of seeing airplanes fly over the city was, was, was just something I, I could see, but I could never imagine, you know, the origin and destination of those airplanes. Smith wants kids in Baltimore to know that the airport is full of career opportunities. I'm Jakana Collier, WIPR News. The U.S. Naval Academy's athletic director's proposal to build a second golf course on Greenberry Point across the Severn River from the academy has brought on a storm of criticism from environmental groups determined to preserve the conservation area. WIPR's Joel McCord has more. Walk down one of the paths under the black locusts, red maple, and tulip poplars here, and the chattering cicadas nearly drown out the calls of the birds. 
Jesse Oberwright, a naturalist who two years ago started the Greenberry Point Biodiversity Project, says they've documented about 570 distinct species of plant, animal, and other life, such as fungus, on the point. That includes 11 rare, threatened, or endangered species. We know that we have an extensive, probably the most extensive tract of undisturbed milkweed in the Annapolis area, which is essential for the recently declared endangered monarch butterfly. That makes Jennifer Cruz Carey, a retired Annapolis police officer who started a Save Greenberry Point Facebook page in May, to wonder why anyone would want to rip it all up for a golf course. She calls the idea sad. I'm convinced. They've never been out here to, to see. See this and see how pretty it is and everything that it has to offer. The benefits to me. The benefits far outweigh a golf course. The idea came from Chet Gladchuk, Naval Academy Athletic Director and President of the Naval Academy Golf Association. He skipped over several layers of Navy review, writing directly to Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro to propose the course on the 280-acre parcel. In the letter shared with WYPR by the Chesapeake Conservancy, he said the course would fit in well with the existing course that the Golf Association just spent an estimated $10 million to redevelop. I look forward to visiting with you to show you our conceptual plans for the course, he wrote. Gladchuk, who has not released any detailed plans, declined an interview request, saying through a Naval Academy spokesman he has said all he has to say about the proposal. Jesse Iliff, president of the Severn River Association, called that a typical developer MO. You know, it's the Wizard of Oz thing, like, pay no attention to this guy back here who's actually running the show. What you should look at is what we're putting in front of you like this. And then down the road, these things wind up getting built anyway. The Severn River Association is one of 25 environmental groups that signed on to a letter to Del Toro in May asking him to kill the project. Joel Dunn, president of the Chesapeake Conservancy, another organization that signed on to that letter, says the Navy has been a good partner in environmental efforts up till now. So the, the idea of converting this conservation area to a golf course, essentially for military personnel and private individuals who can afford to become members, I think runs counter to the direction the Navy has been headed in. A golf course on that peninsula would set back Chesapeake Bay restoration efforts added Josh Kurtz, Maryland Executive Director of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. They also signed on to the letter opposing the project. The forest there acts as a sponge to sequester carbon and soak up nutrients that otherwise degrade water quality, explains. A golf course loaded with fertilizer, pesticides, and herbicides is the opposite, pushing water off the land as fast as possible. So we're basically replacing what is a, a, the sponge, which is that forest and that wetlands, with a new land use type that is designed to just push all that water straight into the bay without any you know, opportunity to infiltrate and treat it. So it, it's kind of a double whammy there, right? The Navy says the proposal is still under review but it won't release documents because they're considered internal and deliberative. I'm Joel McCord, WYPR News. We cover the news of the day here on The Daily Dose, but it's also a platform for listeners like you. Got a thought or a story you want to share about life in the era of coronavirus? Leave us a voicemail to play on an upcoming episode, the number 410 410- 
235-6060. We've also got a button on the WIPR app, so you can record a voice memo that way, too. Just tap Daily Dose Comments on the app or give us a call. The number again, 410-235-6060. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, Bethany Raja, John Lee, Joel McCord, and Kristen Mossbrugger. Our general manager is LaFontaine Oliver. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter at That's Pam Jones. So remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.